Welcome to Vegas Circle with Pocky and Chris. And today joining the circle with us, uh, we're excited to sit down with this businessman uh, who is the founder of Evolution Travel and Epic Trading. Uh, we got Mr. David McCovey uh, with us in the circle, man. So thanks for joining the circle, bro. Absolutely, brother. Th- thank you. Thank you guys for having me. For sure. Yes, yeah, so it's good to have you. So we were talking offline. So you actually are a Las Vegas native. Yes, yeah. definitely. Born and raised, man. Yeah. yeah, born and raised. So it's they, amazing. They call, they call us unicorns. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy, <laughs> man, because Vegas is such a small city, but everybody knows everybody. Like, definitely. for sure. Obviously, we know, you know, you know, a friend of ours, mm-hmm. Marv, mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny so being able to network and be in Vegas. It's nice to be able to see behind the scenes all that positive energy like we met the first time. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Um, you got an interesting background, man. So you mm-hmm. kind of worked in fashion, from my understanding, also in the clothing industry. Mm-hmm. You invested in some Hollywood films, yeah. from my understanding, too. Yeah, yeah. So you had your hands yeah. involved yeah, in everything. everything, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, just touch them all till you get it right. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. And then you had <laughs> a large company that used to throw concerts and things, right? Right, right. Okay. And uh, we were the largest independent concert company at the time, uh, Gemini Entertainment. Okay. And so, um, yeah, it was that, that was, that was a good look that, you know, the concert game is, is, is crazy, man. It's, it's feast or famine, you yeah, know, someday chicken, someday feathers, you know, you ain't lying. Especially I was thinking cause of Vegas in general, you know what I mean? You would think everybody yeah. wants to, to, to fight that. Well, they, they do, but see, and see like some of the, you know, the other side of that stuff is when you try to bring an artist in. So when you're submitting for the writer and whatnot, and they realize that you're in Vegas, are they marking a the ticket up on you immediately? You know, because they think, you know, they think the strip and big casinos, you know, not knowing that you're independent and, you know, your money may not look like that. You know, so you're getting a two or three X on what the regular person or someone in a different market, you know, wouldn't be paying. That makes sense. You know, kind of is that a relatively recent thing that you were getting into or is it years back? Oh, that, that, that was years back. So I think we did our last show. I want to say maybe 2011, 2012, we did um, Donnell Jones, uh, John B. and Avant at, um, back then it was uh, the Hilton, uh, okay. now it's Westgate. But yeah, yeah, it was the last show I did. And so out of curiosity, it's kind of like, at that point in time, there maybe wasn't a lot of outdoor concert venues, that, right? That was pretty, right, n- right. not a lot of happening, and yeah. relatively new in the Las Vegas scene, most of it was yeah. trip-oriented, not in the exterior, so that was kind of a really forward thinking at the time. Yeah, and you know, but it, it, it was crazy because, you know, again, you're, you're paying for the artist to come in, and then you're also paying for the location on the strip, so like we would be in the side of their venues, and you know, they didn't really like a lot of hip-hop and things of that nature, so we kind of converted mm-hmm. to like the 90s R&B, sure. you know, some what we call the grown <laughs> folks music, yeah. you know, and um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a cool journey it was interesting to yeah. say the least it's, it's funny man because i remember just on a side note with, with 4040 was here for a while that lasted like six months <laughs> there, so they were no no riffraff in there they don't the quickness yeah they don't because yeah. you know we want to have a good product and we want to sure. you know have you know people that we enjoy seeing but when you look at it from the strips perspective mm-hmm. they just don't want that crowd to be honest and i've had yeah. them tell me you know kind of you know off the camera is that they get it because but you you can have 20 successful shows and have one bad show and have something happen, you know, some type of melee, like, you know, yeah. back in the day with Pac and, you know, at the MGM and sure. have anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, sure. it's all of the good shows didn't matter anymore because now the lawsuit is going to take away all of that money, you know. Liability. And so, so huge they, liability for them. 100%, 100%. Yeah. So that's, you know, that, that kind of helped me say, okay, well, this is not definitely the industry I need to be in. Yeah. yeah it seems not, like long, you, not for long term. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like you kind of have your hand in a lot of different pots. And is it um, entrepreneurship something that's always been interesting to you? Is it? It is. It, go to. It, it, it's, it's always been my thing, man. And uh, and I got it at an early age. I'll never forget. I was at um, my mom uh, worked for the Clark County School District here okay, in Vegas. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we would, she would get paid. I say we. Right. She would get paid <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. every other Wednesday. And so uh, my favorite place at the time to eat was Godfather's Pizza. And I, I never forget. We went there one Wednesday after mom getting paid and I was staring at the board looking at, you know, what everything cost. And I knew what my mom had made because she had just gotten a raise and I overheard her and my aunt talking about mm-hmm. it. Right. So I'm sitting there looking at the board and I'm doing the math and I'm like, man, mom had to work half the day 
in order to just pay for this particular meal. Yeah. And so for me, the numbers just never made sense. They didn't add up. And I just knew that with entrepreneurship, you know, no one can put a cap on you. Like, that's up to you to do. And so I just was, I was always, you know, in, mm-hmm. in that space. My grandma used to say, uh, well, you got a champagne taste on a beer budget. Yeah. <laughs> right, man. And it, Chris really? and I talk about this all the time, like with our kids and stuff, and it's amazing. My son asks me that all the time. He'll be like, how much money is in your bank account? Like, you'll see all there. And I'm like, where the fuck? Not enough. Yeah, right, that's not enough. Yeah, but it's amazing how they, those, those foundations get set up. 100%. You know I mean? So you were in the traditional business world, mm-hmm. and you kind of transitioned, and you got into the network marketing field. Right? Correct. So Correct. did you start in network marketing first, or did you – launch right in and take the investment and be able to build your own right from the jump. No, I got involved in network marketing first. And I tell people all the time, honestly, Mm -hmm. that if you're looking to get into entrepreneurship, that's the best route to go. Okay. Because it it teaches you a certain amount of discipline and it actually exposes you for what you don't know yet. Right. And because the cost is, you know, the barrier of entry is, is relatively small, you know, a few hundred bucks, depending on the company that you join. Sure. Like you need that discipline. Like, honestly, all entrepreneurs should have to go through that process first because you don't That's need 50 grand, 100 grand to start that business. You get, you know, three, four hundred bucks or whatever that product costs. And, you know, you build your start building your team and your discipline. See, yep. the, 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 the thing that reason why most people that come out of traditional businesses or, you know, working a nine to five, so to speak, fail is because they're used to being told what to do. And right, they're used to having a certain amount of structure. But when you start entrepreneurship, you don't have that. It's you telling you what to do. So if you're not, if you don't have the habits down, you know, or the right structure, it's tough. And so that's why a lot of people fail when they first get started. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think like network marketing is more of a specific, like like you kind of mentioned, it's not, you think it's more product based oriented or do you think it's more business based oriented? Like you're selling a business instead of selling a product. I I think, I think it, it depends on the company. Right. So, so, you know, for instance, for one of my companies, it's travel based. So all of our agents are home based travel agents. You know, and we don't provide leads or anything of that nature. We provide, you know, um, structure and, and the payment processing and things of that nature. But they have to go develop their own relationships and build their own clientele base. Got right. It. And so my other company is a trading company where we teach people how to trade Forex. And so that's a skill set that you're learning. Mm-hmm. So they're almost Got 180. It. So they're, they're almost night and day. But again, you know, just being in that in that realm allows you to do that. And so when I got started in, in 2013, I didn't, and I never knew that I was going to end up being an owner of a network marketing company. I just watched two owners in the companies that I was in get it wrong. And got I was it. like, if I go through this a third time, it's not shame on them. It, mm-hmm. It's not shame on me now, right? And so got that's kind of how I started my own thing. And with the travel agency, too, I mean, I know you just came back from Bahamas, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful out there. I was there in June. What do you see about the travel space? Because you have the travel agencies, you've got all these Orbis, you've got all these different people that eat up the market like we talk about all the time, mm-hmm. Priceline and kayaks mm-hmm. and all these. What's the difference from what you guys do with Evolution Travel compared to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's that space like? Honestly. And I don't it, know if that's the right word. No, no, you know no, no, I mean? no. Yeah. That, that's a very good question. Okay. And we get that a lot. And what most people don't know is that every time that a trip is booked or taken, there's a commission earned. Mm-hmm. But we're always on the wrong side of the desk. So Got we never it. earn it. So now what we give people the opportunity to do is simply book that same travel that they were going to go to, you know, the, o- the OTLs, you know, the, the Expedias, the price lines and, and, the, and those type of people. You can do that yourself and earn your own commission. And travel is extremely sexy, I like to call it. Yeah. And, and, and because everyone wants to do it, anyone that you talk to about it, you're not talking to someone that you're pitching that they don't want to hear what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. And so to me, it's the only product that I've ever seen that everyone's open to it. Right. No one ever says, oh, I don't want to travel. Get away from me. 
right? <laughs> right? Exactly. So when you're talking to people about it and you show them that they could simply do the exact same thing that they do by going online and booking their own travel, they can do it for themselves and make a commission, it, it sells it's itself. win-win. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That makes a lot of sense, man. Now that yeah. you say it that way, it's true because yeah. you don't know that that little middle piece of kayak and all these other places that are out there. Absolutely. Um, so a lot of people always ask, like, is there real money in it, right? Mm -hmm. Luckily, everybody's come back and start to travel mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. What type of money do people make? Is it something where they would do a full-time or they do a part-time basis? Or how, how does that work? Because they're doing it for home, it's totally yep. up to them. You know, okay. I say you can put whatever amount of time that you want to put into it. Got it. But what I do know from the tax perspective is, honestly, everyone that we know needs a home-based business. Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're paying yourself before you pay Uncle Sam. And you can't do that when you're a W-2 employee. So being yeah. a 1099, so when you talk about, you know, that laptop that you have right there or the microphone that you were using, these yeah. are all tax benefits or tax write-offs that you get from having a home-based business. Sure. Depending on your situation, you can write off a percentage of your mortgage or your rent. That's huge for a lot of people. Okay. And because it's in the, in the travel space, you don't necessarily have to build a large book of business unless you want to. I mean, we have agents that make $20,000, $30,000 a month. It's a lot of money we do. Here. Right. And then we have some that make two, three hundred dollars a month. We have some that don't make anything because they use it for their own personal travel. What we started to see about four years ago were that a lot of nurses were getting involved in our program. And all they were going to do was book travel for themselves. A lot of them were international, you know, especially from the Philippines. We have a huge mm -hmm. Filipino team. Yep. And so they would get involved just to do that so they could make their own commissions. But because they were nurses, they were making decent money. And we know in the, in the business space, right, if you're a W-2 employee and you mess around and work one or two overtime shifts, that puts you in a totally separate tax bracket. Mm -hmm. right? So how do you get that money back? Hit people over the head. With exactly. Taxes. So yeah. we saw an influx of nurses that joined our business, not necessarily to be, you know, to really work the business hard, but to book their own travel and to get the tax breaks. So it's like you can have whatever, whatever your version of success mm -hmm. is, you can find it, you know, in the deal. You know, when you're kind of first get the idea, you know, obviously you said you were kind of part of these programs prior and then mm -hmm. decided to venture off and make your own. What kind of process that you have to take to get from that point a to point b because it doesn't seem like we all know what it is but if i wanted to create one i would have no idea where to go man listen, <laughs> listen. brother you don't know what you don't know yes. until you notice you don't know it right yeah. it was yeah. one of those things yeah. and so because in both of the companies that i was with prior i was one of the top income earners in the company mm -hmm. so i did have i did have a following i had my own team and they were like hey listen whatever you do we're doing so if you go start your own thing we're coming with you so that gave me um, a leg up that most people don't have because I had that type of following. But what you don't know is the payment processing and the merchant game and all mm -hmm. of that kind of thing that you need to be able to process payments. And that right there is Everything. a whole nother world. It's a yeah. whole nother world. I can't even imagine people pissed off or whatever it is that they're not getting paid or feel like yeah. they're getting taken advantage yeah. because, of. Yeah, because your money's always in the pipeline, especially when you start. Like when we started, I, you know, I bootstrapped. I did it by myself. No, you know, bank loans or anything like that. So we were all, all in. And I'll never forget, it was, um, we were having a company retreat, you know, kind of celebrating, you know, we, we launched pretty well and we're doing our thing. And we were in, um, uh, where did we go? We were in Jamaica. Okay. We were in Jamaica. And I'll never forget getting off uh, at the resort, off of the uh, transport that brought us over, and my CEO standing in the door as I'm coming in, the sliding glass doors opened up to the lobby, and he's standing there beat red in the face, looked like a stop sign. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> he's like, I need to talk to you. Takes me over to the side room. He's like, they just held the money. So now I'm all in. We have, I think it's our second commission run that's about to come up. So it's about 100000 whatever, that we have to pay in commission. I don't have it because we're all in. And so our money's in the pipeline. And so uh, what yeah. happens in, in the merchant game is, you know, they run the processing for you and they hold, you know, they charge you outrageous numbers because if you do the business online, it's card not present, which makes it high risk, right? So, mm. so now where as a, a tra traditional business, pizza shop or flower shop, whatever, maybe paying 1% or 2%, I'm paying 5.5%. And, and they're holding a 10% reserve. 
So if we, <laughs> oh, the capital's crazy. Listen, brother, we're in the wrong game. Yeah, I'm telling you that we need to be the bank. And and so so when they shut it down or when they hold it, they hold everything. So now you don't have any monies coming back out and that they're depositing to your bank account. So now we've got this amount of money due. We're on a retreat celebrating success, and we don't have any money in the pipeline to pay the people. Oh wow, that must have been scary, I, bro. Scary. I don't even want to pass over not the word. that, but I can see why you got into crypto. Yes, I already know. Yes. I know where yes. we're going. I was waiting yes. to talk about that, yes. but. That's why you got into that space yes. because you were sick of – because it's funny. I just saw Ryan Leslie talking about this, right, mm-hmm. how he was pissed off mm-hmm. about the million dollars or whatever it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know that story, but just real quick, is he, he lost his laptop, somebody, whatever happened with his laptop. Mm-hmm. He gave like a million-dollar bond, mm-hmm. and they didn't realize what happened with the bank is they held up everything. They froze all his money, had to go to court, and he said never again. So he started doing the crypto space. I yes. think he bought, I can't even remember what was his first, I think his first buy was maybe Google or whatever it was. Okay. I can't remember. Okay. But he made bank off of that. Okay. And then got into crypto space. So now I can see why you would get in that Forex and, and crypto yeah. space. Yes, yeah. a- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, was just, it just made sense. And so far, our, our uh, evolution side, you know, we got past that and mm-hmm. you know, that company's really stable. We've had it almost six years now. Um, mm-hmm. But the new company, when we launched Epic Trading, it was tough because you do have a lot of chargebacks. So you have all these amazing bank fees. And, you know, you're paying out a percentage of commissions based on, you know, sales and things of that nature. And they're charging back and charging back and charging back and charging back or refund this mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it just gets it gets really overwhelming. And, and, and crypto, yeah. that doesn't happen. Got right. It. So there's no fraud there. I'm not stealing someone's card and swiping it or whatever. So I have to pay with that. So, you know, there's not risk for the merchant at that point. And so that's one of the reasons why the banks don't like it because they don't want that. To be they the don't. New, they yeah. don't want that to be the new <laughs> thing. Right. Because it takes away their money. That's that's the most interesting part is is that See, black market. Evolu- you talk about evolution. That's exactly yeah. what yeah, it's yeah. going to be. It's yeah. An evolution of banking yeah. Yeah. really is crypto. Yeah. For sure. So you still have evolution travel. Uh-huh. Then you recently uh, started Epic Trading. That's your Correct. new company. Yes. Now. Okay. Yes. So you guys specialize in Forex and crypto. Yes. Can you kind of yeah. share that space on what, what you guys do? Absolutely. Um, and again, you know, that came about, too, just because you know, I think that. Timing and what's going on in the world shows you everything. Yep. You know, again, being a native born and raised here, you know, I live basically four lights from what I call a trillionaire row, which is the Las Vegas Strip. And during the pandemic, it was shut down. So you mm-hmm. ride by billion dollar buildings that are boarded up like the hood. You yeah. know, you're like, wait a minute, how is this? Did Bro, you was, drive down? I, I did. It was down. crazy. It was yeah. the weirdest it, thing it I've was. ever seen. It was like yeah. you were in one of those movies, like The Walking Dead or something. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, you got cops on every street. You know, like it was like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, I remember looking at, again, billion-dollar buildings with boards on them. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, I never thought that we would see anything like that here with the exception of something like maybe like a 9-11 or something. Yeah. And I was like, man, what is going on? And so I started researching industries that were still thriving, uh, you know, during the pandemic. Yeah. And that's when I came across Forex. You know, six, seven trillion dollars, you know, what I mean, 24 hours a day market moving. And I was like, OK, well, how do I get involved in this? Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I saw another company that was doing something that, you know, in the network marketing space. I said, like, OK, well, I can do this. And so when we, we modeled our first piece of it after them. And then uh, we hired a, a really good education team to show people the skill set. And, and we kind of started like that. And that's how yeah. we ended up doing For our listeners, what is Forex, like in the simplest term? Like, what, what would that be? It's simply the trading of currencies, foreign okay. currencies. Okay. Right. So that's where we get the Forex from. So it, I guess the easiest way to say, so if you go to Mexico and you go, you know, you get off the plane or however you get there and you, you trade in your dollars for pesos. Yep. You just did foreign exchange. Oh, you just you. did it. Gotcha. And so, um, but because you can't go to all the countries and do that, you can do it in the markets. And a lot of them are, are currency pairs. And so that's how they're traded. The interesting thing about it is that in the stock market, how do you make money on a stock when the stock goes up? In Forex, you can make money when the currency pairs go down. 
God. Right. So that's why it's interesting to a lot of people. And it just at that time that we launched it during the pandemic, a lot of people were being laid off. People at home, you know, got time on their hands, want to learn a new skill set because people want to be independent of the matrix. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pandemic showed you a lot, whether oh, you're yeah. watching or not. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, and so people like, you know, I need to really be in charge of my own destiny. And so that's how that came to be. And, you know, we have a lot of people that are doing well. You know, it's yeah. not a get rich quick thing because you need to learn the skill set. True. But we have, you know, a lot of educated people that do this at a high level and they share, you know, what they are um, buying or what pairs they're using. And so a lot of people get in and kind of just piggyback on them until they start learning it themselves. Got it. That's Chris's yeah. lay with the Forex. Okay. Okay. I'm still trying to learn and process how it works. Yeah. Tried the Forex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got to learn from him. That's why we bring him yeah. on, man. Yeah. Like well, said, well, you know what? And even me, yeah. like, I'm not the best trader in the world. I don't uh, trade that often. I just own the company, right? So, again, okay. it's just like, you know, whoever owns GM, they no, don't really I'm get down there and work on the cars. Like <laughs> I own the company, so no matter. Right, yeah. no, no, yeah. seriously. You know, again, yeah. yeah. and that's what you do. Like, you know, in order to build an amazing team, you maximize your strengths, but you surround yourself with people who mask your weaknesses. And that's all that we that we do. Right. Yeah. And it's just, you know, the team gets, you know, as a, as the founder and owner, you know, you get a lot yeah. of the accolades, but it's really not true. You just had the vision. After that, you had to have people believe in the vision yeah. and then they start to carry it out. And it's kind of essentially the same thing that you do for the cryptocurrency space. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of offer the education, mm-hmm. the ability to, yep. to follow experienced traders and what kind of piggyback of what they're doing. Absolutely. 100 percent. Yeah. 100 percent. Copy and paste see, out. What do you see happen in Vegas? Do you see the casinos start going in that direction of having Bitcoin and be more involved in that space or you, it, you know you saw the circle and some of the other uh, what, i'm sorry circa, circa, circa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what what's going to happen especially in that space and with that type of money and influence that they have it, a lot of them will treat it like a wait and see it'll yeah. start to happen they'll kind of watch it pass and then it'll get so big that they can't ignore it yeah which is what mark cuban did i mean mark got involved after being a skeptic for a long time but you can't miss it you know so it's one of those things that you rather take a shot and oh it didn't work than sit back and watch it from the sideline because if you watch it then you never get involved because if you're looking to get in, okay, well, I'll get in when it's here, that pass. I'll get it when it's here. You look up and the whole run's happened and you didn't get involved. And yeah. most entrepreneurs can't do that. We're not wired that way. That's right? why I say so, Bitcoin is kind of uh, one of those. Is the business model is you have to get in early. And for if sure. If you don't get in early, you're left kind yeah. of paying extraordinary premiums. A- a- absolutely. <laughs> uh, unless you're in a spot where you're around a lot of intelligent people that can kind of tell you what's going to happen in the market. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing. I had friends because I was a skeptic, right? Because, you know, when, when, when crypto first came about, you know, people say, oh, man, I know someone doing this. You know, it was always one of those, I know someone who. It was yeah. never like, get t- show me, me, sit me down yeah. with someone. Right. Yeah. Don't tell me what you heard. Tell me what yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. the difference. And so I, it took me a while to get involved because I didn't know anyone that was having success. I was just hearing everyone else's story. Oh, somebody yeah. bought this or somebody bought that with crypto. Okay, I don't want to be a consumer forever. How do I get my money out? Mm. Right. And that was my first question. And no one could, could answer that for me. So I didn't get involved, you know, back when it was 600 like I know some people that did, you know, I know oh, a group of guys right now, they're living over in Panama, just off the grid with a ton of Bitcoin just because they got in early limo drivers, bro. Like they were limo drivers here for good friends of mine. And now they're over there with, you know, 30, 40 million worth of, and it's just like, <laughs> they're laughing stop, at me, right? That's the part yeah. that drives me. That's the biggest regret of my life. I first heard about crypto back in 2011. It was an uh, article in popular mechanics. Mm-hmm. It was $10 of Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah I yeah. had a thousand dollars to my $10 name at the time. I was like, I'm going to spend it all, but it's my money. I was using to move to Vegas. Oh, so I made the choice to move to Vegas instead. Yeah. I, I love Vegas, but I regret that every day. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and those are hard to swallow. Oh, man. Those are. Tough. There's a lot of shots in that shit up there. I'm not going to say no names on it. 
<laughs> a lot of a lot of beautiful things happen in Vegas because yeah. you're here, man. <laughs> We're gonna be punching the face, but no, that's that makes a lot of sense, man. To be able to do the traveling and then get in get in the space that you're there, you you that visionary, man. It's like you you know where to move it, when it needs to go. You had that pulse the right way. I just you so, know a lot. I just listen to my spirit. You know, I always say I operate yeah. on faith, not fear. You know, yeah. so if if the soft voice is telling me, I know it's time to go. Yeah. You know, and I think that everyone has that soft voice. A lot of times we just tune it out or, you know, because yeah. the mind protects us. So the mind keeps us safe. <laughs> 1,000 You know, and, yeah. and, and, and I actually train on it. I tell people, you know, as entrepreneurs, all we are is, you know, we reinvented ourselves to make ourselves kids again. Right? Because when we were kids, everyone, all of us in this room, mm-hmm. absolutely fearless. You jump off a rock. You jump off the table. jump off a chair. You didn't do anything. Right? But what started happening? Don't do that or you're going to hurt yourself. You know, mm-hmm. the adults started reeling us back in, yeah. right? And so, you know, you kind of get into that safe space. You get in that little box that works for you. You don't get back out of that box again. As yeah. entrepreneurs, we just have to live outside of that box. And do you think so, because of the yeah. fact that you were born and raised in Vegas and you were surrounded by so much success basically your whole entire life that it made you more likely to take those steps and jump into those? Or do you think it made it less likely because you go work at the strip and make a decent living? It, 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 and, and that's that's a very good point. I have a friend who is um, a, a big manager at The Win, And I remember us having a conversation maybe six, seven years ago. His kids were coming, they were in college, and they wanted to leave college, and they wanted to, you know, be a bartender, and um, his son wanted to be a ballet attendant, mm-hmm. you know, because he could get them ready right at the wind, no problem, start yeah. making 70 grand a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what Straight I mean? With and, no college he, education. Right, and he yeah. did not want that because he said that they would get stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're getting 70 grand, that's not a bad place to be you're stuck at, move, but yeah. he understood mm-hmm. that that's going to always be there because of who he was. He could get them in there. So go out and take your shot. You know, yeah. go figure out some other things and see if those things work for you. Then you can kind of come back in. So, Chris, I think for your question, um, for me, I... Because Vegas is like it's the land of opulence, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, it 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 worked well with the way that I thought. Like I wanted everything that I could have, you know. I, not that I'm not grateful, but I just always believe in you know get to the next level, mm-hmm. be content. I mean, be grateful but never content. And because you look at that, I mean, you walk around billion dollar buildings and yeah. you see you know six figure cars driving up and down the strip. So like for me, that was where I need to be. Like I was a kid with my eyes this big, right? This is what yeah. I want. So for <laughs> yeah. me, it worked. Now had I would I've had the same. Outlook or personality, if I, you know, grew up in the middle of Idaho or Iowa somewhere, probably not. So I think that the city did what it needed to do for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it right now with my kids. That's what my mm-hmm. kids are saying. When they see different cars driving down, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they're seeing. So mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a positive and negative at yes. the same time. Yes. But yes. you obviously had the right foundation to be able to move the right way with your mom working in Clark County exactly. School District and exactly. being able to see that. So that's yeah. beautiful. But tell me, so we, we're a business show. So we try to focus on trying to give some gems to our listeners. So mm-hmm. It's nice because you've been on both spaces. You've been mm-hmm. in the traditional space and you've been in the network or in the network marketing space. What would you give like a, a tip of a business advice for somebody that maybe wants to get in, let's say, the network marketing space or they want to get in the traditional space? What, what would you what would you share for them? Rule nervous? number one, two, three, four, five, all the way to rule number 50. Find your mentor yeah. because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And, you know, find someone that you can trust who's willing to teach you because it's absolutely impossible and I'll say this with exclamation points and written in a circle. It's absolutely impossible for you not to have success when you surround yourself by people who have success and you copy exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the problem is that most of us don't come from success. So our circles can't help us get to the next level. Mm-hmm. And being social beings, we're afraid to separate ourselves from that circle. And that's absolutely the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Because your current group will get you to exactly where you are right now. If you want to get somewhere else, you need a new group doesn't mean that you forget your old friends, you get too big for them. I'm not saying any of that, but you just have to put yourself in a different space, in a different box in order to get, you know, further in life. And that's just how it works. Yeah. yeah that makes that's part of the reason we started this podcast, right? Yeah. Because we, yeah. Park and I both have a very entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. but obviously we haven't ventured into that space. So mm-hmm. what do we do? We 
create an environment where we can speak to people who've made that jump, they made that yeah. impact, 100%. and learn what we don't know. And yeah. that, that makes a lot of it, sense. It's huge, and, and again, it, I'm telling you, man, it, it cuts the learning curve so bad that it's amazing. Mm. I tell people all the time, I used to have a training called um, The Last Five People in Your Call Log. Go look in your call log, The Last Five People, and I can show you where you're going to go in life. It's that simple. It's really that easy. You know, because again, if you, uh, I used to have a mentor, he used to always say, if every time you call someone, you say, what are you doing? They're saying nothing. And you say, oh, where are you going? They say, nowhere. Get away from them. <laughs> That's a good right? tip. Get, 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 yeah. get away from them. And it yeah. doesn't mean that they're bad people. They just don't know what they don't know. You know, and I guess the second thing, um, you know, for uh, budding entrepreneurs or anybody that wants to kind of step onto the space is, you know, trust your vision. You know, believe in, in your vision. Yeah. Don't get a certain kind of way when people don't believe in your vision. It's not theirs, it's yours. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens or ruins a lot of entrepreneurs is they start out and people say, oh, you can't make it. Or, oh, that doesn't make sense. Why are you doing that? No, same reason you're not doing is why I'm doing it. You know? And so you have, to, you have to stand on that conviction. Yeah. And, and, and that will get you there. But you can't worry about what people are saying. Like you're going to be just like them if you worry about what yeah. they're saying. Not that they're anything, anything bad with that. Yeah. It's just that, you know, that's if you want to be good. Exactly. You, you, have, you have to go the other way. And we only and, got and, one and life to live too, man. That, that's it, bro. It's at time. End, that's it. That's it. I mean, what yeah. are you going to do? Like, you know, and anything that's, you know, no disrespect anything or anyone, but anything that's small or mundane will always be there. You can go back and get that job at any time. Like you really can. Mm -hmm. You know, so take your shot. Yeah. That's your safety net. Yeah. Knowing you can always go back to that. Yeah. And I think probably the last thing is, um, a lot of people misspeak it or they, they misrepresent it. You hear people all the time say, follow your passion, follow your passion, follow your passion. And that's cool. But what if my passion was basketball? I've got an average jump shot. I can't dunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to the NBA, bro. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Right? So follow your gift. Right? What's your core competency? What do you do better than most people in the world? It doesn't matter, matter what it is. It can, be, it can be painting. It can be, you know, lawn service. It doesn't matter what your gift is. Is it, it will keep you happy. Remember, as we walk yeah. in, you talk about you're doing what you love doing right now. Yeah, that's sure. your gift. And when you do that better than most people, the money will come from that anyway. So yeah. your passion is cool, but your passion sometimes will keep you broke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love your honesty, man. Because yeah. most yeah. people say the you know, opposite. Yeah. Follow this, follow that passion. But they end up getting pigeonholed yeah. a lot of times. Man. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. That's, that's great wisdom. We got to ask you this because I know you're moving to shake it, man. What is your favorite restaurant in Vegas, man? Because I, I got to know. Bro, you know yeah. my favorite restaurant in Vegas, and if they see this, they're going to be like, yeah. It's actually in a casino. <laughs> okay. It's called the Charcoal Room. Inside, in, inside of Palace Station. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Inside okay. of Palace Did they just it, renovate that? And, like, yeah, the they, they did. And, and, and it's right next to um, the Oyster Bar, which the line is always Marissa wrapped around. Talking about Oyster Bar. Yeah, the, the Oyster Bar. And so I get, you know, I get, uh, I'm actually a, you know, a decent customer there, so I get the privilege of going inside to the Oyster Bar, but I'm sorry, inside to the charcoal room, but being able to order from the Oyster Bar. So they bring it into the restaurant. Oh, so, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I don't wait in that line that, that wraps around. Right the, there. Yeah. We'll cut that one out. So we, <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that. We wanted to go the other day. Bro, when you want to go there, let me know. Like there's I'm, no line or uh, none that crazy. I'm gonna annoy yeah, the hell out of you. Sure. No, right now because that's my spot. So mm -hmm. that's good. So charcoal room. Yeah, yes. nobody say that. So that's yeah. that's good. So yeah. we had to put that on the list. Great, for great sure. service, great ambiance. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really good spot. Out. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah, driving really by this trip all the time, and I yeah. want to go stop. And, and it's crazy. You think yeah. like okay, because it's in a you know it's in a local spot. I mean, no, it's bomb. Okay, you say it. I'm with it. So that's good stuff. What else are you focused on for 2021? I know you've had a lot that you've been doing, starting a lot. 2021, what would be the best thing for you to finish up the year strong and then, you know, next year coming up? It, that's tough for me, bro, because, again, like, I think once you have the recipe to something else, you can kind of just keep spending that recipe over and over and okay. over again. Um, you know, the world teaches us to diversify. Mm -hmm. But to me, one of the sharpest minds in the world says, don't do that. Warren Buffett, if you read mm -hmm. his book in the Warren Buffett way, he says, right. diversification is a tool for idiots. And it's like, whoa, really? Because that's what the world teaches us. But what he's saying, when you're really good at something, why do you want to do anything other than that? 
right? So I, I don't really know what, what is next for me in a business sense. Uh, I've got a friend that's trying to get me into some development work into real estate and things of nature. If I do that, like I'm totally out of my box. So I have to surround myself with an amazing team to try to pull that off. But sure. um, so I just kind of like to stay, you know, where I am. Yeah. I always say, you know, multiple streams, not multiple teams. Mm-hmm. I keep my same team and we just keep yeah. doing this, you know, what we do. Yeah, a lot of so. good nuggets, man. Yeah, you got a lot of gems in this one. So that, you, that's great, man. Where can people reach you? If they want to reach out to Evolution Travel or they want to do the Epic Epic Trading, mm-hmm. um, yeah. how could they get in contact with you guys if they wanted to? For sure. Do um, on, on, on Facebook, I keep it simple. I don't do a lot of Instagram and, and things of that nature. I kind of keep it as private as possible. I honestly think that if I if I wasn't a business owner, I don't even know if I would have social media. Really? Yeah. I, okay. I kind of yeah. like to stay dialed in. It's a yeah. distraction, I think, for a lot of people. Um, so on social media, it's David McCovey, M-C-C-O-B-Y. Okay. Um, and the website for the two companies, myevolutiontravel.com okay. and epictrading.com. Okay. Good stuff, Dave. Yeah, you yeah, you great stuff, man. Great Thank gems, you, man. Thank great you. wisdom. Appreciate it, man. So, Thank you guys for having me. We're we glad to be able to have you in the circle, man. And um, definitely check him out if you guys want to reach out. Um, you can check us out at thevegascircle.com and subscribe with us at thevegascircle.com. So appreciate you, brother. Thank yeah, you, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it.